North Carolina, y'all. Uh, North Carolina podcast take two. <laughs> the first one was a little rough, gang. You know these vacation episodes don't always go well. We just got in a big fight in the apartment garage of the place that we're staying. It's like we're Mike Seaver living with our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are in Baldhead Island, North Carolina, on a little family trip with Anna's family, watching The Bachelorette with Anna's mom. Yeah, she's so, got a lot of hot takes on the show. Yeah, we tried to get some sound bites from her, but she said that she was going to bathe the grandchildren instead. What a slacker. Of Michael A., she said... He's not over her yet As regarding his dead wife. His dead wife, yeah. And she's right. Yeah. Ginger Honey is a very astute observer astute of the human condition. Observations. Yeah, no, she is totally right, and we'll get into some of those. Real quick, let's do our shout outs. We've got five listeners in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And um, we got a nice email from Ammo Damo. And then we have to very quickly address this ongoing. What some people are calling Dune Buggy Gate on the internet. It's uh, so last week we got we a review. We can only call it what they call it on the show, guys. You know, they clearly referred to these vehicles as a Dune Buggy. This is two episodes ago now. I went back to the tape. I saw Katie call it a Dune Buggy. And you know what? We're not out here claiming to know. But if they call it a Dune Buggy on the show, that's what we call it. <laughs> that's what we have to do. We got uh, claims from Boonter Doggy and Bridge saying this is a UTV. Like you're a little close to them. A little close. Okay. I don't know. And so then, um, yeah, we this is a whole new setup for us, folks. Sorry. Last week I was too quiet, which I don't think people were all that mad about because we didn't get any emails about it. I felt my, um, my audio was great. Your last audio week. sounded good. Yeah. yeah. And as it should be. Um, so I, then I tweeted about this whole dune buggy situation and Courtney on a grande, one of our tw- uh, Twitter users, who's probably Ariana Grande yeah. is, as an alias, uh, said that it is a dune buggy. So I don't know what, what's going on here. They called it a dune buggy on the show. That's what I'm calling it. That's all we can do. We at can... me. <laughs> People will at us, by the way. Yeah, that and Guess will what? Happen. Dune buggies are chuggy. Yeah, we're not out here standing dune buggies by any means <laughs> <laughs> or supporting dune buggies. We're just saying that's what they called it. That's all we can do, folks. If you have a problem with it, I suggest you actually write The Bachelor yeah, producers. Take it up with The Bachelor producers. Yeah. Take it up with Chris Harrison. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh. Tweet at Vent with Katie and complain about her calling it a dune buggy. All right, so let's get to this show that we watched where, again... Not a lot happened. Would you say you have global thoughts on the episode? Um, yeah, global thoughts. Not super excited that Blake is back. My okay. mom also could not believe that they let someone who had been on the show already just come <laughs> waltzing back. <laughs> Your mom's such a newbie. So I naive. Know, so naive. We had to explain the whole Heather situation. I can't believe that they would let someone in late just to stir up drama. It's almost like they're just doing it to piss the other guys <laughs> off. Almost like they don't care if someone finds love or not. Uh, I tell you what, my favorite scene of this entire episode came in minute two. Oh, okay. When we see Connor the cat and Greg snuggling on the couch. And as far as I'm concerned, it was all downhill from there. So was Greg like rubbing Connor the cat's belly 
he was definitely like spooned up against him. I think Connor the cat was purring a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were asking, is this like what zillennials do these days? Well, one of the other guys was walking on another contestant's back. They've turned this into just basically a holistic spa. <laughs> that healer is back who loved Blake's erection so yeah. much. <laughs> Later when he refers to himself as sex positive, that's what he was talking about. Speaking of Blake... Can we get into yeah, it? Let's he do says it. that having a new guy step into the house is not something the guys are going to be happy about. Astute, Blake. Correct. He is an astute observer of the human condition, much like your mother. So Katie is asking Caitlin for advice because, and I had kind of forgotten this, but Nick Vial was on Caitlin's season. I feel like Nick Vial kind of pioneered the re return. Yeah. <laughs> he really. Um, was a bold innovator in the Bachelor world. And look at how far it's gotten him. He's been on every season since. Now he's a licensed psychotherapist. <laughs> um, Caitlin basically is like, yeah, the guys are going to be super pissed at yeah. you. Good luck with that. I enjoyed this little like walk and talk where they're, she's getting some insight from mm-hmm. someone who's been through the process. That's yeah. something Harrison could never offer yeah, us. Because Caitlin was like, yeah, I feel like it was most hurtful for the guys that you know, I had made a lot of progress with, and then she was like, actually, the other guys were pissed about it, too. (laughs) You know what? Nobody liked that. Yeah, they were just all pissed at me. And they are right. And also, so the way this goes down is all the guys are like, yay, Thomas is gone. All the guys are here for the right reasons. We like everybody here. Now hold that thought, gang, because of course these guys are going to turn on someone else in their group. Um, But then Taisha waltzes in, and is like, hey guys, uh, someone from my past reached out to me, a man that I know, a man that I trust, a man that I know has good intentions, and he wanted to join you all in a quest for Katie's heart. And uh, Katie has made the decision she would like to explore the potential of the relationship. And I have in my notes, how do you feel about Tasha dropping this hammer? I feel like she does a pretty good job. Um, I do think that Tasha does a good job of just being matter of fact. She also right. says this is Katie's journey, because I feel like one thing that seemed to be happening a little bit with them, like having a role in Thomas leaving is, and I was weary of this, like don't let them feel like they have too much power here. So I do feel like she purposefully was like, you might not like this, but you don't have to like it. Yeah. No, I thought she handled it well too. These guys have been getting a little too big for their Mm -hmm. britches. And in Connor's case, a little too big for his shirt because he's incapable of buttoning up any of his shirts Mm -hmm. all the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, or at all in some His cases. pectorals are too big. <laughs> uh, Blake walks in and Aaron says, Blake. Yeah, they all like, I, they seem to like know each other. Either they. Um, it's almost like they all communicate right. off the show. That's what uh, I'm getting at is like, because I feel like if a random contestant walked in from two <laughs> seasons ago, you wouldn't be like, oh, I know who that Although guy is. Although Courtney at one point is like, does she know him? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Courtney. A lot of cues from Courtney. Well, and then what happens is Blake, like, kind of sort of apologizes for being there. He's like, why are you doing this again? Like, uh, you know, you guys might be asking why I'm doing this again. And then immediately turns around and gets a date card from Katie and waltzes out the door again. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, it would really add insult to injury if, you know, Blake comes in already the new guy and then immediately gets a one-on-one and that is what happens. Well, if there is something that will add insult to injury, this show will do it. 
I feel like sometimes they don't. Like they set you up to think that that's mm-hmm. going to happen, and then, but I mean, say what you will about Katie, she does seem to to be good at just like not dicking around. Yeah, like if she likes you, she's taking you on these one on ones. Like, I, and I it made sense to me when she was like, if I feel it with Blake, I'll know right away on this one on one. And that's a good point. Like, mm-hmm. if she just kept inviting him on two or three group dates i think it would be harder to tell but on a one-on-one she'll be able to tell right away right and she does yeah so you want to deal with this one-on-one well i also want to say michael asks why blake came quote unquote halfway through the season (laughs) like they for sure cut two guys last night that we could not we did not know their names i have never seen them before i'm pretty sure they wandered on set yeah that guy what is i feel like some guys left and they were like grabbed some of the producers and they were like y'all stand in here (laughs) well yeah and you'll notice this is jumping way ahead but two of those guys left and the guy said nothing and then Courtney left and they're like, Q, goodbye. Oh, they liked like Courtney. They, they didn't know who those other the guys Q were man. either. <laughs> the Qster. Um but yeah, to me it always just seems a little ridiculous when they get that butt hurt this early on in the season. I mean, come on, what's one more right. guy? It's episode five. We just yeah. got rid of Thomas. Who cares? You're you all supposed to be on Cloud Nine about this. So Blake gets the date card. It says, Blake, let's make up for lost time. Love, Katie. Love. No heart. Not a dot, dot, dot either, though. And then I like it because he had, like, kind of apologized. And he was like, listen, I get it that, like, y'all are probably not happy about this. But then he's like, all right, heading out on my date. See ya. He says, the only thing I'm worried about is Katie because that's what I'm here for. That's exactly what Hunter gets so, like, torn apart about later in the episode, is saying that no, he's only... Okay. No, no, okay. no, What Hunter gets torn apart about, and it's completely correct, is that he already has a fucking rose, and he's still monopolizing time at the cocktail party. That's well, what Hunter gets torn up about. But his excuse is the same as Blake's. No. As, like, I am only here for this. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reasoning, but it is carried out differently. Okay, well, we'll like, get there. I feel like they're not expecting Blake to, like, turn down a one-on-one just so that he doesn't hurt the guy's feelings. Okay. But Hunter had all the potential in the world to not dick over the rest of the guys at the cocktail party, With which, by the telescope. way, you see that Blake didn't do. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and so Katie waltzes into this and reads their faces and says, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, she can immediately tell that they are displeased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but regardless, it's time to ride some horses. She says, I'm no, I'm sure they're frustrated, but for me, I'm not trying to waste any time. So yeah, they go to ride horses. Blake hates horses. I feel that. <laughs> You've been there. That is one of your least favorite activities. Very anti-horse. <laughs> You have an anti-horse platform. <laughs> um, Blake says he feels like he knows Katie already and that he's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And Greg, in turn, says that he's just a jealous guy. Oh, Greg with his sad I face. I didn't mean to hurt you. What is that? I don't know that. That song. Sing a little I'm more. I'm just a jealous guy. Is that when they play on our new, like, uh, it's, soft jam station? No, it's uh, John Lennon? Oh, Or okay. maybe it's George. It's one of the Beatles. One of the Beatles in a solo yeah, career. Yeah, jealous guy. Okay, yeah, I don't, uh, 
I don't know that I'm one. I'm sorry that I made you cry. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, just a, a jealous guy. Just a jealous guy. It happens. <laughs> you know that song. If I, when I hear do, it, we're going to listen do, to it do, right. Do, 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 oh, yeah, that. I know yeah. that. You got it. All right. Well, then let's put a, just a smidge of it in right here so the listener knows what we're talking about. I'm just a jealous guy. Yeah, I do know that one. I'm just a jealous guy. <laughs> anyway, that's Greg. Okay. Um, Katie and Blake, meanwhile, have a hot and heavy makeout session in the straw. This is a literal roll in the hay. A right literal here. roll in the yeah. hay. Yeah. Well, and they kiss, and she says, "Okay, you're a good kisser too." And at first, I thought there were not going to be any of the smooching sounds that you hate, but then there were. They waited for it for a I second. I knew there would then, be. Yeah, they always put those in. Do you think they, like, make those later? Like, someone in the studio like, <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. Sorry, I had to. You already got in trouble tonight. I had to demonstrate the sound. No. No, no you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Okay. Oh, now we're going to have to pause the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you irritated with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yeah. If All you right. have to ask. They make out. Um, Katie tells Blake that she thinks they're the same, and she doesn't know if that's a good thing or not. I have Seinfeld flashbacks here to uh, Seinfeld falling for oh. Janine Garofalo. Wait a minute. I just realized what's going on. What? Now I know what I've been looking for all these years. Myself. <laughs> I've been waiting for me to come along. And now I've swept myself off my feet. Yeah. I, I had, come and I've swept um, myself off my feet. Paula Abdul and Scat Cat flashbacks. <laughs> right. Are they opposites? Opposites attract, guys. <laughs> Too similar. Yeah, it was interesting. Katie likes the movies and Blake likes TV. <laughs> she takes things serious and he takes them light. <laughs> Katie goes to bed early and Blake parties all night. <laughs> He's like a pilot Pete out boot scoot boogieing well, all night Well, let long. me tell y'all, we flew United down to North Kakalaki <laughs> and pilot P was not our pilot. Yeah. But he was working for United. He could have been. Could have been. Yeah, if we see him, we're going to get him on the pod. We're just going to pull the equipment out right there on the plane. <laughs> yep. Storm the cockpit, if you will. All right. So, um, yeah, they're making out in the hay. They're having a great conversation. They're really connecting. Um, meanwhile, there's a knock at the door. Old Hunter tells us there's a knock at the door, which means a date card. Thank you, Hunter. Group for date. For clarifying group this for date. us. The fellas deduce that whoever's not on the group date gets a one-on-one. It's everyone except Andrew S. Andrew S. Who says, blimey. (laughs) That's bloody good luck, mate. Night portion of Blake Mm -hmm. and Katie. We get Katie's um, story of sexual assault again Mm -hmm. after Blake uh, specifically asks her what has prompted her to be so sex positive (laughs) check check i'm sex positive and bs negative i'm sex positive and bs negative um yeah she tells him the story about her assault she says there was a lot of guilt and that the me too movement helped her to not put the blame on herself Mm -hmm. for what happened blake in turn says that he has a new appreciation for her and who she is 
mm-hmm. he sounded real Canadian on this date. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, and a couple it was, like, people super pronounced tweeted about it too. The uh, boots and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. yeah, his mounty outfit that he was wearing the <laughs> yeah. whole time. The fact that he just kept ordering poutine. <laughs> easy yeah i know there's a tiny little table yeah this is a very that might be part of the frustration it's a little close quarters here gang so blake gets the date rose Mm -hmm. and then there's one more surprise lane hardy is performing guys the lane hardy is here i actually have my i had not thought about this that much before but so you know lane hardy is singing they're the only people there so when at first Blake just stands behind Katie and holds her and they sway Oof, and then they do some dance moves. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, and then the smooching sounds. Just this whole date everything. is my nightmare. Yeah. Like rolling in hay. That doesn't horse riding, <laughs> making out in hay. This is like I'm good. the equivalent of like the other guys having to eat like a hundred Twinkies. Yeah, I mean, that you. doesn't seem that bad. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is your version of that. But, I feel like my ideal date is to just sit somewhere far away and like make people do stuff that I can laugh at. Yeah, sounds like a great date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's my question though. Lane Hardy is basically singing to like nobody. <laughs> He's singing to the two I of know, them. but I just feel like it's kind of like a weird performance to give maybe. i mean are you just thinking of this 20 seasons yep. in mm-hmm. yeah i never thought of this before when Tennille farts was performing i actually feel like this is less awkward than the like actual concerts when they force them to do that yeah i just it's... when they're like attend this concert and let all 500 people here surround you and watch you as you make out no i'm thinking about the artist Oh, like I'm saying, isn't it? Because the artist is essentially like getting no feedback because they're like, you know, when it's a full concert, like other people are like watching the show. But like Katie and Blake are lost in each other's eyes and smooching. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to tweet at Lane Hardy and see what he has to say. All I know is that the song is called Memorize You. And Katie says it's the perfect song to dance to with Blake. (laughs) Why? I, I don't know because she wants to memorize Blake every Blake loses his of memory every day like <laughs> Drew Barrymore in that terrible Adam Sandler movie. They have to do this whole date again tomorrow. Remember when Blake tattooed his entire body with mementos <laughs> from his life so he could figure out who his attempted killer was? This whole episode was told backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she says, I could see myself walking away with Blake at the end of this. There, I said it. But it's the truth. So it appears we're a no spoiler show but based on the trailer no what uh, what well no based on the trailer okay. that they showed us it appears that blake makes it at least to hometowns because oh, he's I having a conversation with what Canada? appears to be his sister or friend or something oh, okay so as it appears that he makes it pretty far Oh, Lord. Well, I'll tell you what, Katie lost one fan, and that is our listener slash tennis partner, Jake, who was not taken with the fact that she lets Blake come in. Jake was like, gaga. Yeah. Oh, he he was was cuckoo for Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And all it took was one weaselly Canadian to come in. Man. Man, wrote her off. Jake, that's a little bit fickle, I have to say. Um, Yeah. They Is all it? do this. Every every one this, of them. Well, and no, no. Matt didn't. Matt was true. like, you got to go, Heather. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. That's true. But I'm just saying this. I, I'm fine with it. She seems interested in him. I would actually be interested in seeing some data, Robin, mm-hmm. uh, about 
like how often this happens and to what degree the re-return is successful. Yeah, let's crunch some numbers on let's, this bad let's boy. Let's get some data going. <laughs> we might need the full Nate Silver 538 team <laughs> on this. All right. Um, group date. So again, everyone is there except for Blake and Andrew. Uh, also, there are Wells and Franco. I am always happy to see Franco back again, even mm-hmm. though they're like two of the biggest legends in sports. And the guys are like, Michael Jordan, Michael <laughs> Phelps. And they're like, nope, it's Wells and Franco. <laughs> <laughs> they say, we're going to be playing some sports. <laughs> so they have, is this a sport that they invented? Bashball? No, Bachelorette Bashball Battle. That's a real sport. Well, I didn't know. Have you not if... watched that in the Olympics? <laughs> yeah, who were some of the biggest stars? I think I saw one of the stars on a Wheaties box recently. It's uh, It was invented by Bash from the... <laughs> From, from Glow. Fra- oh, I thought by Franklin and Bash. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wasn't Bash the name of yeah, the Yeah, the guy like, on promoter. Glow? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. Wells says it's like rugby meets basketball. Yeah, well, and of course they want something that's going to get the aggression. Don't you think they could have called it bat, like basketball or batchketball? I just feel like bachelorette bashball battle. It's a mouthful. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Though, to be fair, it was also hard to get those puns out. I see, like, there's a pun sitting there waiting to go, I think. There's a good idea yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, let's workshop this a little bit and see if we can come up with 10 pun names by next week. They're practicing, and one of the guys says, this move is called the fantasy suite. Yeah, it was Wells. Whoa. Wells was talking about because <laughs> they were, like, tackling each other. Tiny little yeah. Wells. <laughs> um, Michael says, honestly, uh, and I appreciated yeah. his candor. This is the worst day I've ever had in my life. Yeah. They're shredded. I'm here with my dad bod. Yeah, so because they have to wear these skimpy little outfits. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what type of uniform this is. Yeah, it's kind of like a wrestling onesie. Well, I'm like sure a, that's not the right word. Like a low-cut wrestling <laughs> like a onesie, unitard. though. Yeah, but like with most of the front cut out. And then they also had like ruffled bottoms (laughs) like the little underpants that little like southern three-year-old girls wear i was gonna say yeah it's like some of the underpants like the heidi's that uh, lila wore when she was young yep yeah look but no michael is right this would be my nightmare too this past date was your nightmare this one is my nightmare aggressive revealing outfits um hunter on the other hand is digging it he (laughs) He immediately tackles mike p and then nonchalantly walks by katie and says hey that was for you (laughs) which she starts out she didn't say be aggressive but she did start with like sports are my life guys like i really need you to be careful or like i really need you to get into this i mean we've talked about this ad nauseum but i cannot express enough how much it annoys me that they set up these aggressive dates and then katie's like i didn't mean for anyone to get seriously injured even my mom said and i quote god somebody could really get hurt (laughs) and they do and it's michael also like who is a national treasure it's called bash ball <laughs> like bash ball battle like of course someone's going to get hurt like well, they like, act shocked they that say that it's hurt. rugby meets basketball right. like let's make you play american rugby and just also not give you any protective yes. gear in fact barely give you any clothing at all uh hunter's cool with it he says personally i love the aggression level i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so it was supposed to be that just the winning team of this sport was invited to the after party but 
they what Franco or Wells or somebody no Katie oh Katie Katie says that they're all winners Mm -hmm. so what happens is Michael a gets tackled I do feel like it kind of looked like he just got the breath knocked out of him but then he's like I can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) I can't breathe I can't breathe Uh, it ain't funny Janus Um, then he, Katie says, when I saw him on the floor, I felt horrible. The last thing I want is for any of these guys to get hurt in this aggressive game that I've coined (laughs) bash ball. After I told you all that sports were my life and that you need to take this really seriously. What's that noise? It's the AC. I don't think the listener can hear it, but the AC just came right. It's It's the ghost of Thomas (laughs) Ravenel's grandfather. (laughs) The ghost of it's Theodosia. The ghost of Theodosia. I died in a shipwreck <laughs> off of Bald Head Island. Yeah, gang, we're going on a full-on ghost tour in a few days. There's quite a few ghosties out here. I don't know so. if y'all have ever heard of anyone called the Moon-Eyed People of North Carolina. <laughs> but if we don't come back from this trip, it's going to be fun to take our five-year-old on this tour and just see how it goes. Oh, I'm sure he'll sleep well that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So she says they're all winners, and they all get to go to the cocktail party and then she pulls michael first so again to add insult to injury which seems to be a theme of last night's episode uh michael tells her that not only did he get the breath knocked out of him and almost die on this date (laughs) yesterday was his dead wife's birthday (laughs) just keeps getting worse for michael worse and he's like yeah usually i spend it with my family but yesterday i spent it in this uh resort all alone and then it appeared which we didn't learn until even later in this episode but he had not told the guys yet right so they couldn't even like console he couldn't even cuddle with greg oh imagine if he would have cuddled with greg and connor he couldn't even get aaron to walk on his back (laughs) well he might have still gotten aaron to walk on his back but yeah they um so she talks all about this and then he does the can i kiss you again and she says, you can kiss me all you want. Meanwhile, Connor's on the date with a ukulele and his shirt, which I have in my notes, is severely unbuttoned. Severe, I don't believe that Like, any... I feel like these shirts are an insult to buttons. Right, like, like the buttons are like, why are we even a here? A button, like, killed Connor's dad, <laughs> and he has some sort of deep-seated grudge. Fuck you, buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is going on there? Yeah, no, I don't quite understand. It's just a shirt. Yeah. Like, do we have to challenge ever? I feel like it's like a bunch of the stupid Generation Z stuff that I hear. Like, we don't use top sheets. Well, why, you fucking weirdos? <laughs> they exist for a reason. Like, Connor, buttons exist for a right. reason. We don't wear socks. What? That's yeah. stupid. Your feet smell. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're going to get blisters, guys. And yeah. you look ridiculous. We invented, you know, the hardworking generations that came before you invented these things for a reason. I don't need cereal. So ungrateful. Well, I hope you're pleased because cereal is delicious. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? Weren't they don't to- eat yeah. cereal. Weren't you told that cereal is great? <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. And you What's know what? The problem? Buttons are fine. Yeah. It's okay to button your shirt, Connor. Nobody's going to think that you're not hip if you have your shirt buttoned. So you are off the Connor train. I'm off the Connor yeah. train. He had a- nine lives with you and he <laughs> spent them all. <laughs> he seems like a bad kid. Kisser. 
He does not. What are the odds that maybe he's not buttoning that shirt because he doesn't have opposable thumbs? Oh, could be those claws just can't you know get what? in there. He tries to button them and then he just gets distracted <laughs> by it. <laughs> There's a loose thread hanging from his shirt yep. and he starts playing with That's it. That's right. Is he? Is there a chance that he is actually a cat turned into a human? Like that this is some sort of like Disney movie Mystical. type. Yes. <laughs> Can his name as a cat be Benjamin Button, like Taylor Swift's cat? I was going to go with some Connor angle, but that's perfect. Yeah. Benjamin Unbuttons. Perfect. (laughs) He sings her an original song, which I did not think was great, but she's still eating it up. I feel like you can tell that Connor's days are numbered. Oh, really? Uh, You know what else I figured out that he reminds me a little too much of? What? Mr. Shoe from Glee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't sing that terrible Summer Rain song Mr. (laughs) Shoe tried to make into a single (laughs) a while ago. uh, What were some of Mr. Shoe's greatest hits? So, Mr. Shoe's greatest hits, he did a lot of the white boy 90s rap in the early like he yeah he and like we like steven to blondes whatever however you say that guy's last name we're in like a white boy rap group do you remember that the like he's also was like uh, mindy lahiri's boss at the beginning of the mindy project and you would recognize him. he's just like a character actor they were in an actual band like on the show they would like perform like poison was he another teacher yeah, he was like another teacher. Like all the teachers had like a <laughs> like '90s boy band that they uh, did. Wrong movie, Dad. That girl is And then, of course, he sang. Um, the police song, I think, when uh, Leah Michelle was kind of crushing and vibing on Mr. Shoe. Um, I mean, I feel like you remember Glee a lot better than I do. Well, um, how are you going to forget uh, Matthew Morrison singing I Poison? blocked it out of my <laughs> mind. <laughs> anyway, Connor's giving off Mr. Shoe vibes. Definitely. Um... The guys are talking about how, like, they can't believe how aggressive the date went and it got a little crazy. And Hunter's like, Shh, I had fun. <laughs> Anybody, I th- like, I, I am not an aggressive person. I think there are people who are more aggressively inclined and that's fine. But I feel like anyone who revels in it this much is, like, either sort of putting on a front or maybe mm. just has some issues. Uh, I disagree. Okay. So earlier tonight, when I said that you were clenching your fist, I feel like there's something a little bit about Hunter, like, owning the Uh, aggression. uh Uh-huh. To me, you saying, I'm not an aggressive person. It's, sure, I believe that until you murder all of us in our sleep. Well, then you won't believe anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to murder you. Elise and I will have a great (laughs) talk about that. Me, Elise, and... uh, Theodosia Burr. No, I was going to say, what's his face? Who I missed in this episode. Who? Uh, Fred Willard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he would have been there for Bachelor Basketball. He would have totally been there for Bachelor Basketball. Yeah. Oh, man, he was there in spirit. Instead, Hunter smashed his ghost. Who was, oh, it was Franco and Wells. They were also, yeah. But they didn't do any real commentating. No, which I think is a, a missed opportunity, especially for Wells, who's pretty funny. 
Yeah, pretty oh, funny he, guy. He, he had that fantasy suite line, and er, later in the episode, we see Franco teaching them some sort of gazelle move mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they're all doing. All right. Um, Courtney is still in the kind of like, I don't know you that well, so I'm just going to do a gag. Right. <laughs> yeah, so he comes in wearing <laughs> a like, bunch Courtney, of- this is the type of shit that you do on the first night. Yeah. Well, he brings her a roll of toilet paper. Well, he's wearing some of the toilet paper. And- <laughs> no, it's because she put it on it. Oh, him. okay. I thought he came he in wearing it like a He brought a roll mummy. of toilet paper and had her roll him. Oh, and okay. And then he said, I'll be there when the shit goes down. Yeah. Huh? clever again that's you're right it's a limo exit but then you know the funny thing was at the group cocktail party when the guys were getting so mad at hunter courtney was like i'm trying to hit her up with some real shit tonight well maybe you shouldn't have wasted the opportunity you had (laughs) on the group date by like doing a freaking bachelorette party like a fucking carrot top (laughs) you had your chance courtney q man it's all q all right, so um, Michael, the other Michael, meanwhile, says, I love to speak in sports terms, so today the goal would be to get to first base. Oh, Michael. Oh, buddy. Yeah, still trying to get to first base, my friend. Not going to um, hit that home run until uh, till marriage. We get those dads back-to-back. That was Mike, right? Mike yeah, the Virgin? Yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah, that's yeah. his okay. whole thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, First yeah, yeah. base, yeah. Um, I was going to say, Michael... Michael has kids, you know. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that the virgin goes by Mike. Okay. She's been calling him as Mike in the rose ceremony. Okay, and the other guy is Michael. Gotcha. Um, or you can just call him the virgin, which is what I do. Sure. Yeah. And I think she should probably be doing that too. Right. She's not here to shame anybody, but. Um, Hunter brags about how strong their relationship is, and then. Shows her a bunch of pictures of his kids, and I'm not a skeptical person, except that I am, and I 100% believe that Hunter is only doing this as a move. Oh, absolutely. I think it's very clear. Also, he probably photoshopped happy pictures of himself and his kids. She's like, you look so different. You look so happy. Right. You're not <laughs> knocking everybody down. He probably was, though. <laughs> Whenever he and his kids play a tag, he's always just forcing them to the ground. Uh, I feel like Hunter was giving off was it was ben affleck who was in that dodgeball movie yeah yeah i totally got that definitely Mm -hmm. dodgeball he's just various ben affleck characters as time goes on because he was already yeah he already gave off zoolander vibes for sure yeah no this was dodgeball hunter next week what ben affleck is it or uh, ben (laughs) ben uh stiller Ben Stiller, thank you, not Ben Affleck. Um, What was that terrible movie? Or it was a good movie, but the one that we saw with my parents. Oh, uh, Greenberg. Greenberg. I don't think he's going to be be a sad sack. Angry Jewish guy next week. (laughs) Angry Jewish repairman. He's going to be an angry music producer like Ben Stiller in Reality Bites. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what Ben Stiller he is next week. All right. But yeah, he shows the pictures of the kids. Katie is just like eating it up. Um, and meanwhile, yep. Hunter tells the camera, my goal is for these other guys to come back to the house with their tails between their legs. Done. But for <laughs> but for Connor, he doesn't have an option. It's just, it's... <laughs> well, he was kind of mad, so his tail was high in the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Showing his tiny little mm. butthole. Um, Michael, in a serious moment, talks to the guys about being a widower. And he said, I didn't want you guys thinking, oh, he's the sad dude, which is what we all think about Greg anyway. Yes. Greg has resting sad face. Greg is already the sad puppy dog. 
He tells them that there are so many things that are out of your control. You find the positive even when your world is falling apart. So I feel like Michael is the dude version of Stephanie from What's-His-Face's season. From, um... Jason. Jason, Jason yeah. Mesnick. Yeah, yeah. Going way back. We covered little, this season. Little less uh, John Hardy gear. <laughs> Is that the name of that? John Hardy? That designer? I, that's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Like from the early 2000s. I'm still out of my wheelhouse. John Gosselin. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ed Hardy. Yeah, Ed Hardy. Yeah. Wait, was... Uh, it's like Stephanie wore some stuff that was like Ed Hardy for ladies. Stephanie wore Ed Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> she, I feel like, would show up on those dates in like a sequin cowgirl hat and like... <laughs> a tiger shirt? Like makeup that she had... And uh, no offense, Stephanie, if you're a listener, fellow Huntsville I know, I was going to say, she's also our neighbor. I feel like she always had a lot of makeup on. She did. And she had a real specific look that was a little bit like Ed Hardy, but make it fashion interesting okay i never had that read on her but uh, i like it the i can find some yeah. images yeah we'll, we'll put some images up some side just in that it was like didn't ed already do like zebra yeah yeah it was like a lot of like, like almost tiger spirit animal shirts yeah kind of thing. like yeah. lisa frank but make it john gosling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have here stephanie <laughs> is lisa frank make it john gosling make it fashion correct to trace the whole correct. thing okay got it Okay. Um, anyway, same, same kind of vibe. Like he's turning into a little bit of a dad in the house. Yes. The guys are like, Michael's cool in a dad way. <laughs> he buys us beer. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care if we play our music real loud. Pretty much. Yes. Until it's after two and then it's time to turn it off, guys. <laughs> um, all right. So Michael is talking about all of that. He tells them that it was his wife's, his do you still say wife? It's I not your ex-wife. So. Yeah, it's I mean, your I wife. Would say wife. Yeah. yeah. It was her birthday, and my mom said he is not over her yet. Correct. Yes, Ginger. That's right. Yeah. No. He. And again, I wouldn't expect you to be. It was a year it and was a half to two years ago. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't expect you to be. But again, maybe not <laughs> on this show. Here's a good recipe for strong mental health: lose your soulmate that you met in college and have children with, and then. Go into isolation for a year in, right. a, in a global <laughs> pandemic, right. and then go on a reality yeah. show. Yeah. So, but you know who takes this really hard is old Greg, Aww. sweet old Greg. I do. Uh, Greg is. I like Greg. I feel like Greg him. is growing on me too. He's growing on me. Like I, I would snuggle with Greg because you know who else has resting sad face? Me. You. So I get that. You know how people complain about like random strangers yelling at them to like smile mm-hmm. or like. People have obviously resting bitch face. I get told, like, be happy. Smile. People are like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm literally just (laughs) sitting here with my face. Yeah, me. I'm always like, what's wrong? Well, no. When you ask that, I really am. (laughs) I really am mad. Um, She said, Katie tells Greg, every time I look at you, I wonder if you're okay. Fuck off. Some people just have a sad face. Well, but she also says you permanently He's look... He's like a basset hound. She, well, she says you permanently look like a little sad puppy dog, which that's it. Like, he's not... As soon as a guy hears that, like, he's not the one. He's not getting the rules. Oh, I don't know. You think? I think. I think that's it. Especially for Katie. Like, I don't think she wants a sad sack. 
I mean, I would dog. rather have that than like half the other guys there. Right, but some of the and other guys. And I feel like Greg is soulful. That's true. He does have those soulful eyes. He's mm-hmm. like the moon eye. He's people. like a basset hound. <laughs> Um, yeah, they make out, he says, not to her, but to the producers, I'm falling in love with Katie. Ooh, not a sad little dog right then. All right, Hunter gets the group date rose, so the whole kids photograph thing worked. (laughs) The whole run into everybody else real aggressively and then show pictures of your kids. I want somebody to pull like a Barney Stinson and go on this show and just completely fabricate a a (laughs) storyline of like children. (laughs) Like totally pretend. Here are my my eight kids. This is little Charlie. (laughs) He's such a nugget. (laughs) What a rascal. What a scamp. (laughs) Uh, Just see how far you can take it. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, have like the fake kid come on FaceTime because later we see that Greg is like talking or Michael, sorry, is talking to his kid. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. And the kid is like, maybe daddy doesn't love me. Like, Jesus. (laughs) I thought Ty was a sad sack on Jason's season. (laughs) Talk about a permanently sad little puppy dog. (laughs) Yeah. Hunter gets the date rose. Greg says, I don't know what happened. I'm surprised it wasn't me. Right. Sad puppy dog Greg doesn't get the rose. I don't and know why. then the guys turn on Hunter. It's this monster that's been created. It's we this about mob this. mentality. <laughs> Kill the beast. Hear him roar, see him foam, but we're not coming home till he's dead. Good and dead. Kill the beast. No. Cancel culture. (laughs) Why would you want to cancel culture? Hunter is uh, the next to be canceled. Yeah. How do you like it, Hunter? (laughs) You just got thomas Well, that's it, though. Part of it is he led the charge against Thomas. Yep. And like what goes around comes around, buddy. Justin Timberlake nailed it. He warned you. He warned (laughs) you. But yeah, I don't like this like, let's just turn on whoever. And like, I don't know. I'm already going to say, or I said it already, but... I just don't think that Hunter is that bad. Like, Hunter is our villain now? I mean, I don't think he's that bad, but good God. Come on. We know that she's not going to choose Hunter. I feel like he's like this season's goose. Yes, that's exactly it. They even kind of look alike. Yeah, no, he is the season's goose. But that's like, the goose wasn't the villain. You know. The goose was a little bit of the villain, just like Hunter's a little bit of the villain. But I feel like the best thing you can do is just keep your nose down, keep your chin forward. <laughs> just like, <laughs> don't worry ahead. about it. Like, who cares? Well, that's what I'm getting at is like, that. this is what these guys are getting upset. It looks like they're they're like in search of a villain but and then, they will find but, it. Because uh, I feel like they got the, the positive reinforcement yep. that they needed from Katie with Thomas. Yep. So now they're like, oh, well, if we don't like someone, we can just tell her and she'll cut them. Yep. Which is a bad precedent that she set. Correct. Well, and like, Evan, how is this going to play out? Like, there's going to be two guys left and they're going to be like, that guy's not here for like the right him. reasons. Um, yeah. So they're not happy that Hunter got the date rose. One of them says that Hunter is two-faced and I'm going to make sure she sees it. <laughs> Both faces. Um, Katie and Andrew S. are headed out on a night date for their yeah. one-on-one. I thought this was an interesting move. I kind of liked just the full-on night date. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Although cause... Andrew wonders, 
what am I about to do? Fight a bear or something? <laughs> yes. Though after this, the week, only I thing that could happen on a night date. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. Or just Hunter in a bear costume. <laughs> yeah. I love the aggression. I love it. Mm, what's um, the name of that movie? The, the, Re- Revenant. the Revenant. Yeah. <laughs> He's Leonardo DiCaprio fighting a bear. Uh, yeah. So Andrew, even though it's a night date, says he woke up at seven thirty because he was so a.m. because he was so excited about his date. Uh, they're going into the woods. Into the woods. The woods are good. Also, the name of Ryan's favorite <laughs> musical. Man, that um, actually, in some into ways, into the woods. I don't remember any of that musical. Well, that's part of it. Is like because it's just like talking, right? It's just talking, and there's just like unmemorable... I've got a broom in the woods. <laughs> Here I am in the woods. We're still into the woods. The what only was that thing... one song that I liked with the two princes? Yep. No, I... One, two, princess. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> wasn't that. It was uh, Chris Pine and somebody else. Well, and that was that's the... That's why I liked it. That was the only number that I liked because Agony. it was like... Yes. Agony, misery, although it's different for each. Always ten steps behind, always ten feet below, and she's just out of reach. Agony. It was like silly. I just couldn't tell. Like, is this funny? Is it like a parody of? I know for sure that it's three and a half hours. (laughs) So it's not that I didn't have enough time to figure it out. It sure ain't fucking funny. I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you what else. Our good friend Chad, who went to see this movie with us because he's gay and he teaches theater, so we we're like, surely Chad will like Into the Woods. He was like, that was the fucking worst. Yeah. So there, Chad see, hated it. See, he was like, why feel, did y'all make me go see that? I feel that? vindicated. Yeah, I also remember that we went like a day after I had a really bad stomach flu, so that was weighing on me as well. I don't think that was it. Right. <laughs> I mean, Otherwise, I would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but who yeah. is that? Sondheim? Sondheim, yeah. You know who fucking loves Sondheim? Who? Terry Gross. That oh, <laughs> well, all those NPR people love Sondheim. The other day when they did their like 20, 20 in retrospective, somebody was like, this Sondheim thing that happened was amazing. <laughs> and then they played it. I'm like, this is what you loved. Uh... <laughs> and all, I mean, 2020 was shit culturally, but this is the high point for you. In- but you get into the woods. Adam Driver singing Sondheim. And have you heard the latest? What's Adam Driver singing Sondheim in? In uh, Marriage Story, he sings that Sondheim oh, song. Oh, God. I fucking hated that character. Oh, okay. Well, here's... I was going to bring this up then. That character is a total douche. He is a douche. Well, and it's like... We got divorced because we're incompatible. Also, he cheated. Also, I fucked this right. theater assistant. Yeah. He cheated. I can't believe my wife is going to leave me. Right. <laughs> we're just not compatible. I don't get it. Yeah. Guess what? We all know your number. What's his, That's that director that did that, right? Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Baumbach. Oh, let's all just ignore that and talk about how cute you and what's-her-face are oh uh the girl from greenberg correct that he who he hadn't who and they're like greta, all, Gerwig, yeah, greta Gerwig, who i do like but they're always super murky on like their timeline and ah. interviews guess what guys we all know what happened we know what happened yeah yep you think we don't know what happened, we know what happened. <laughs> you're wrong i read us weekly i know <laughs> well what i was going to tell you about adam driver yeah, the latest ahead. 
So unlike Batman, mm-hmm. Adam Driver is all about going downtown in this How new do you movie. Know that? Now here because this new musical he's in involves an oral sex musical scene. I'm good on that. <laughs> I don't need that. That's not something that you want to see? Nope. No, nope. okay. Yeah, they uh, that's what What is the, this uh, musical? It's this new West con. Side story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound of music. <laughs> I tell you who probably did not go down, Captain Von Trapp. Actually, I bet he did. I bet you know he did. who didn't? Rolf. Oh yeah. Well, Captain Von Trapp was Nazis so Nazis don't do that. He was so good with that whistle. You imagine he's got to uh yeah. <laughs> what would uh, I think that uh, a music like that should be called what? In the lows. What are some possible names in for the this? Lows. Instead of in the heights, but you're since you're going down, it's in the lows. No, that no, no it's not going to work. That right, doesn't even me, make sense. Give me a, a, a double entendre music. Well, I can't do pun. it on the spot, but I know it's not in the <laughs> lows. All right, never mind. <laughs> Apparently, I can't do it on the spot either. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Where were we? <laughs> there was some bachelor going on a while ago. We were going into the woods, yes, so they go it. into a fairy fort, and there are envelopes hanging down that will bring them closer together. One of those envelopes, they have to, like, pick an envelope mm-hmm. and read it, and one of the envelopes is, show me your signature dance moves, and they are both terrible. Yeah, no, they really, I'm not, and, and Katie didn't even seem to know, like, ironic dance moves. No. That was, she was like, kind of like this, but it wasn't like the shopping cart or the cabbage patch or anything. It was just like sort of flailing around. And then Andrew has to imitate an animal. Like, tell me how this brings them closer together. They're so close after this. Um, meanwhile, back at the house, the guys are talking a little bit about whether or not Andrew S. is coming home. And Connor is wearing a shirt that I swear to fucking God, Sly wore on California Dreams. Like, that exact <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, the exact shirt. Well, the 90s are back, you know. Back like a 90s I mean, trend. I guess. Like, I don't even know where he would have gotten this. <laughs> From the old California Dream set. It's like when Kramer found the Merv Griffin set uh, thrown away. Truly. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's probably it. You know, there's a place in Hollywood where you can buy clothes from, like, movies. <gasps> Oh, Hollywood. Well, I'm just saying, I thought you might be excited about this. You know what? Not to alienate any of our California listeners. (laughs) Go ahead. I read that fucking book, Malibu Rising. Not that great, guys. Was I in it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, was Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it? It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) Me, JTT. Just tired of all this California... Dreaming. I'm tired of all this... (laughs) California propaganda. <laughs> you know what? If California was so great, they wouldn't have to run a national ad campaign trying to get people to move there. What do I have to you don't see listen Delaware. to like fucking Rob Lowe telling me to move to this state? Right. You don't see West Virginia running a PR you campaign. You don't see any other states do that except California. Welcome to California. When can you start? <laughs> so if California seems like your kind of work. We've got one question. When can you start? <laughs> We work with some real characters. <laughs> oh, well, move me out there. <laughs> I want to stand around the seven dwarves all the time. Yeah, and you know what else? Hot take. I'm tired of people telling me that these uh, Taylor... What's her name? Taylor... Taylor Gordon Reed? What? <laughs> Who is that? It's the author. Oh, okay. Robert Gordon Green. 
the um, Malibu Rising author. Yes. She wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which also was not that great. Okay. I feel like people just tell me that these books are so good. I did like Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, she wrote that. She too? did. And that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, not that great. Those this has been can, an uh... official NPR review. <laughs> Now let's get back to some Sondheim. With Maureen Corrigan. <laughs> What's her, is it Maureen That's Maureen Corrigan, Corrigan. our yeah. listener Nathaniel's old colleague. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in the English department at Georgetown. Anyway, enough yeah. about California. <laughs> Stop it already. <laughs> yeah, you're glad The Bachelor's filming in New Mexico. I am glad. Yeah. It looked really pretty yeah. on this episode. Yeah. No, I, I uh, would enjoy staying at this resort. By the way, California listeners, I love y'all. Well, you've already pissed off the Pacific Northwest. Well, I stand by that. Yeah, and now California, so. I don't care about people that live in California. I just don't need that state, like, telling me how great it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not out there talking about how great Alabama is well, for good not. reason. Yeah. <laughs> we have no Mo Brooks. We work yeah. with some real characters. Yeah. yeah, correct. You want to talk about working with some characters? <laughs> Won't y'all come uh, work at our school where our new dean of research is a climate change denier? <laughs> We're yeah. so zany. <laughs> That's wacky. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Roblo. <laughs> all right. So, Anywho. Katie and Andrew. Yeah. All right. They get to beat up a bunch of, like, porcelain hearts. Yeah, heart-shaped pinatas. Heart-shaped Katie box. says, I have a secret. And then Andrew's like, that's not a secret. <laughs> I, I could not. So, I told you, I thought they were setting this up to be, like, like we're better off just as friends Uh date and it it definitely wasn't like they yeah because it felt like what Tasha and who was that they did the ghost hunting date easy yeah and it felt kind of like that at first but then honestly I thought it was going to be like Katie and Matt because she also was that date that's right yep well, and when uh, he's like, "Let's go do some pranks," <laughs> let's prank my buddy Tyler C. Yeah, we're he's just my friends. Yeah. <laughs> let's give him a massage that goes a yeah. little too far. This is so funny. <laughs> Tell him Turn we're going to rub over. his bathing suit cover. Move his towel. Um, oh. Yeah, and then Katie says that it's obvious in the way that we kiss that there's physical chemistry. Well, you know, if you want to know if he loves you so. It's in his kiss. Okay. That's where it is. Something tells me that you were not allowed to watch the movie Mermaids when you were a kid. Oh, no, I've not seen such a film. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> Cher is in it? Yeah, they sing no. that song. Oh. And Christina Ricci and Winona Ryder. Oh. And the fucking hot guy from 16 Candles who and Mermaids who then ended up like moving to New Hampshire and becoming a carpenter. In that the, guy's on my list. In the movie or in real life? In real life. Oh. He makes furniture like in New England. God. Yeah. yeah. He should be on your list. Yes. He might be on my list. Yeah. Can he, he make me be. like a nice Adirondack Mate, chair? It's probably pretty expensive. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but he was in Mermaids. Yeah. How do you get his stuff? I guess just contact him. Okay. You want to reach out to him? I might. Yeah. See if he'll sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some of these chairs from the hot guy on 16 Candles. Um... Yeah, she says tonight could be the start of something great. I still don't buy it. Okay. I really like him. I feel like it's a little bit of a... Who was the guy on Tasha's season who was super smart, played chess? Ivan. I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of the Ivan vibe uh-huh. here. Um, Ivan I, vibing. I've, <laughs> I like him. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure that Katie is connecting with him as much as she is with some of the other guys. Right. I've, or uh, I'm sorry. Well, Ivan wouldn't accept my offer to play chess. So I'm kind of uh, down. On Are Ivan. you serious that you sent him an offer uh, to well, play? Well, don't you remember? I tweeted, well, do you ever play chess with fans? Aww. Do you remember that? And he tweeted back and said, I've been thinking about it. Oh, there was no, but there was no follow up. Well, I didn't then, make it no, specific but then enough. I tweeted him a Queen's Gambit gif of Let's Play, and I never <laughs> heard anything back. <laughs> you should see if he's on that. On listeners, if any of you are chess players, Ryan chess. is on com. an app yeah. that he's on far too frequently. Far too frequently. Um, yeah, no, Andrew also. Also, feels he's like, not that great and consistently gets beat by his graduate uh, professor. Yeah, uh, not that great. Yeah, no, and Ivan would have mopped the floor with me. It's a good thing. He maybe not. Played. Maybe not. No, nah, he's. I think he's pretty good. Um, but anyways, Andrew S. Yeah, I will see. I mean, I could see Andrew S. Being a top four, maybe, or a top six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I think he'll stick around for a while now. And but... being around in the franchise for a while. Too. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Um, he raises some tough questions mm-hmm. because he says that he dated a woman, um, who was worried. So she was white and she was worried that they would have, w- w- if they had kids that were interracial, that that was going to be, um, you know, an, an issue that she worried about how the kids would be treated. Uh, what did you think about Katie's? handling of this so so to back up real quick so andrew says i knew in her heart she wasn't racist and like i mean andrew knows her and i don't but that sounds kind of racist (laughs) but see i disagree okay i actually feel like i mean to me it sounds realistic to Mm -hmm. me katie was being super naive when she said our love could be so beautiful and our children would be as beautiful as that love. And I'd be a mama bear. I, I mean, I like, I get it. That is the correct answer. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a little bit naive. And she, and does, she, she prefaces that, that yeah. by saying, maybe I'm just naive as a white woman, but I've never had to think that way. Well, yeah, you are naive. Like, don't say maybe I'm naive. Right. Well, like, also, that is the definition of being naive right. about well, race. She says, maybe it's just the community I live in. Yeah, what was super white <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, I understand. Like, so there's really nothing else that Katie can say no, on No, I know, because she can't be like, yep, I would be super worried about that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess that's true. Like, I didn't, I don't think I read Andrew's comment quite right. It sounded like maybe this woman was worried about, like, the kids as opposed to, like, oh, what are people going to like think? it was a Prince William comment of, like, yeah, what yeah. will their skin look like? Right. No, I, my impression was that it was more like, I'm really worried that our kids will struggle with our decision to be together because they will be interracial. Got it. I think I misinterpreted that as like a Prince William, Meghan Markle, like, yeah. What color will their skin be? No, I don't. I mean, but that, that, I could be wrong With the information we have, it's hard to know. But yeah, I mean, and and again, like there's not much else she can say, but I guess in some ways this is kind of like when she was like, oh, it's okay that you're wife died michael like i would never worry that's exactly what it reminded me of because she was like i won't ever have like self-esteem issues tied up with that Mm -hmm. well you've been dating the guy for two weeks on a national tv show like i i feel like she's too quick to try to be like the cool girl who always gives the right answer and isn't going to have problems with any of these like pretty real and significant Mm -hmm. complications like 
I don't know. I remember when Nick and Rachel went on like her hometown mm-hmm. and the judge wasn't there. Um, but you know, Rachel had, I think maybe one of her sisters had married a white, that mm-hmm. white dude. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. He was like kind of like Nick. Uh huh. Yes. Um, but I feel like they had like a pretty frank conversation mm-hmm. about what it was like to be married as an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Katie a little bit feels like she's just like, it would be fine because our love will be enough. Uh-huh. Right, right. No, and that's a, f- a fair critique. I get like, just, you don't know. I don't know, you know. Um, And I think it's the only answer you can give. It might be another reason why falling in love on television is maybe not the best choice. Yeah. Because you can't always have totally honest conversations with people. I mean, again, not to play the devil's advocate, but I actually felt like Tasha and Ivan had some like mm-hmm. really, you know, real conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I mean, clearly the show as a whole does not do a good job with right. that, but it could just be my, yeah. my, the fact that I already don't like, I'm already not crazy about Katie. Mm-hmm. I haven't minded her as much in the last couple of episodes, but, um, I don't know. She she seems to be a little bit nervous about this topic and and a little too I don't think she's meaning to be dismissive, but mm-hmm. it comes off a little bit that way. It comes way. off as like a I don't see color kind of comment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that's a fair Like a fair I would point. be a mama bear so our kids wouldn't have any problems. Right. Um, <laughs> I can just solve everything by yeah. the, by a sheer force of will. Um I will say the other thing I think that would have made this like really delicate conversation about race and mixed race families and everything better is if Andrew would have done the fake British accent for the, the whole, whole time. Yeah. Just the whole time. What if our children were mixed race? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He could pretend to be the queen, but what color? Oh. The whole royal family. All right. So, All right. Um, Meanwhile... At the cocktail party? Can we do that? Sure. Yeah, they hop in a bathtub full of champagne. Or no, they hop in a bathtub and drink champagne. And he does get the rose. A bathtub with champagne, which Mm. for a moment led me to believe that it was full of champagne. Uh, And then also I have to mention, because of our vacation Mm. situation and the way we had to watch this, I am now out of notes. Settle in, guys. Yeah. I'm going to carry us from yeah. here on so out. So just remind me what happened. My first note is that Hunter is going to town with this chapstick. Yes. Oh, yeah, because they're all sitting around awkwardly. I don't know who is editing this season, but keep them <laughs> on board. Because this person who put this in is the same person who put the nimabop sound in. <laughs> is Connor C. still there? Did he get cut? I thought he got cut. I, I don't think. know. Again, I mean, if he like, were around, we'd be here. That him. one guy that got cut last night, <laughs> literally in my notes, I have that it's Courtney, Josh, and some other guy. <laughs> in a floral tie. But yeah, what you're getting at is, you know, there's an awkward tension when they're all sitting around at the beginning of the cocktail party, and then Hunter just busts out the chapstick ryan style and goes to town with it which is also my signature that is my biggest deal um another biggest deal from hunter is making uh kind of snorting grunt sounds yes which katie told the world via twitter he has tourette's so after all the jokes that we made about someone having Tourette's in our last episode, it turns out it was Hunter. He and I have probably have something to bond over considering maybe, how fidgety maybe. I am. Maybe. Y'all yeah, and, and Seth Rogen's, Seth Rogen's dad, dad yes. and Hunter. <laughs> um, 
yeah all right we have the the last cocktail party and the the gist of this cocktail party is that hunter despite having won the group date rose decides that he really needs to set up some one-on-one time with katie so he sets up a telescope which he says he brought from home (laughs) cool i I mean those new mexico skies have got to be pretty great for stargazing yeah and he seems like a real stargazing expert because he says i'm pretty sure i have it set on orion's belt I'm pretty sure, but not a hundred percent confident, that I have it set on the most recognizable constellation. <laughs> Katie, in the sky. have you ever seen the Big Dipper? <laughs> um. So the guys are annoyed that Hunter is basically trying to have a mini one-on-one right. date, and James, aka Box Dude, takes it upon himself to. A, wear a black turtleneck with a chain. Yeah, he is wearing down a no-nonsense attitude. He's like, don't fuck with me. Yeah, that's his don't fuck with me chain. <laughs> yeah. Um, He goes and interrupts, and he says, I'm done sitting on my hands. <laughs> Which are tied by this low-hanging necklace. I'm done living in a box. <laughs> Time to set myself free. So Hunter, meanwhile, says that James interrupting them was a big disappointment that ruined his night. <laughs> his poor night. Yeah, so then all the guys pile on. Trey is piling on. Yeah. Courtney is piling Trey on. Trey says, I feel like I gotta go crazy to get a rose. <laughs> and the guys confront Hunter about it, who says, I hear you, I get it, and I understand. They tell him that's exactly what Thomas would say. Is it? Um... I mean, I don't know. Hunter says they thought we were under a different line of bro code. They were sadly mistaken. (laughs) These guys thought that Hunter was going to put bros before Rose, and he did not. Uh, And that's basically the end of my notes. Yeah, so, and there is an actual rose ceremony. Yeah, there is. We this actually, is yeah, first a time this season. Three dates in a rose ceremony. I mean, thank God. Yeah. Just a return to normalcy. Right. In these trying times, that's all I want mm-hmm. is a, some consistency and routine. Yep. So, roses go to Greg, Aaron, Michael A., Connor, James. So, you're right. At some point, Connor, the guy, got cut. <laughs> Um, James, Justin, Mike P, Brendan, and Trey. And at this point, I do kind of feel like I know everyone. Although, Brendan? Like, really? That guy? Is that the guy with the really high hair? Oh, and did I show you this? I think I did. I know I sent it to our listener, Amory. Okay, what is it? Hey, girl. Um, that Caitlin did one of those, like, ask me anything on Instagram. Okay. Not on Reddit. Maybe that on Reddit too. Um, AMA. That's how Ken Bone got outed for being <laughs> such an asshole. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a name you haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Oh, you should go as Ken Bone for Halloween this year. <laughs> Just like everybody would know who that finally is. Finally, get your chance. Right. So they, someone asked Caitlin, "Why did Katie send Christian home, the hottest guy there?" And she responded. This one is strange and a little too long, so I don't know. Wait, what? 
What's a little too long? Her answer of why she sent Christian oh, home. I see. That the answer is strange and a little too long. So, like, it's a long story of why Christian, the hot Bostonian, got sent home. Well, why isn't that on the goddamn show, I don't then? know. Why is Brendan still right. there? I would like a strange story on this For show. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's cut out something interesting that happened. Meanwhile, Courtney... Josh? Who was Josh? Oh, Josh. That was his name. Josh with the floral tie. Yeah, I don't know. A guy named Josh that apparently (laughs) has been on the show since day one. Well, who's the... I have Courtney, Josh, and some other guy get cut. Was that Christian? No. Christian got cut last week. Okay. That's why they're asking her on Instagram. Well, I thought they were... It's been two days since the show. I thought they were asking her the other day. No, no, no. So, yeah, but now that Courtney is gone, don't you think that since she's also single, he could date Courtney Kardashian? (laughs) listeners if any of you have any hot scoop of what happened with christian tell us (laughs) if any of you know this strange long story yeah i would love to hear about it um all right well we'll be back that preview was a hell of a preview for the rest of the season i mean thank god i feel like the last couple of episodes have been real yes that's exactly the word i was going to use a snooze fest um and the other the exciting thing though is we have referenced so many songs in this episode, what will the final song be? I guess it's going to be this one. On the rooftop, thinking it's about to pour. People run for shelter, trying to get out that storm. But I got you with me, some behind me So what are we leaving for? Let's stay Let's get carried away Your eyes are begging me to touch you there Could be a thousand people watching but we don't care But look at you tonight So beautiful under
So beautiful under these neon lights, yeah Who needs lovers lane? Right up on this rooftop Let's make love, Let's make love. in the summer Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.